Good morning, Tennessee. Welcome to another edition of the nah. Automati <laughs> Podcast. What? Bro, I always want to be an intro co-host. Let me do my thing, man. Tennessee, though. Man, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, you are listening to the greatest sports takes, debates, updates, and of course, the news. News. For sure, man. For sure. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, man. Juneteenth. Yes, sir. I was outside. For the culture. For the culture. It was nuts, actually. <laughs> pretty, pretty scary out there. <laughs> It was a whole lot of people out there at the event, but it was a really good event. <laughs> yeah. A really good event. A lot of music, a lot of vendors out there, mm -hmm. you know, bought black, ate good For sure. and just had a good time. And on top of all that, watched all the game sevens in the NBA, man. How was your weekend? It was good, man. Um, unfortunately, I had to work one of those days yeah, uh, on, Ju on Juneteenth, actually. <laughs> me too. But, uh, you know. I wanted to celebrate with the culture, but instead I want to go get me some oxtails. So Ooh, it worked out. Okay, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, okay. oh look, yeah. Look at you being fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hitting too. <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm jealous yeah. now. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Them oxtails was jamming, bro. <laughs> bussing. Them jokes was bussing. <laughs> I was like, oh man. All right, man. Enough, because I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't ate yet. On to the conference finals, man. No KD, no Steph. No LeBron in the finals for I don't know how long, which is crazy. As the Bucks took down the last one and KD went in sensationally in Brooklyn to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. How'd the Bucks get it done? I mean, honestly, I mean, they just dominated them. I mean, they, it, it was honestly, they allowed KD to do whatever he was going to do. They just didn't rely on the other people to, to help him. Yep. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, we're going to let him do what he's going to do because he's going to get his numbers. Yep. But everybody else are going to be a, a, a no-go no for, for the team. So it's one of those things where they just kind of shunned everybody else and let KD do his thing. Yeah, man, and KD definitely did his thing. Mm. In that game five, we saw the heroics. Oh, my goodness. Game six and game seven yeah. still put the team on his back, playing crazy amounts of minutes. Mm -hmm. And I want to say before we move any further that I called that double-digit win by the Bucks in game six. Did I not? You did. I did. Told you, man. I, f I felt that in my soul, man. <laughs> I felt that in my soul. I just I just knew it. Like, there was no way that the Bucks were going to lose mm -hmm. at home. And I also think that even though I, th I think on the pod I said Brooklyn will win in seven. I know that I was talking to all my boys, and I said I think that based on the minutes that KD played and that Harden played in game six, that the Bucks will probably win game seven. And lo and behold, they did. Didn't want them to. Yeah. But I just feel like KD playing all those minutes, James Harden playing all those minutes, 46 minutes, upwards of 40-plus minutes on the injury where he was, what, 20% maybe? Mm -hmm. He wasn't really a factor. And then when you have Joe Harris, he was who, terrible. who has been stealing money this entire season, him and Blake Griffin. Terrible. No, Blake Griffin, who? Oh, no, I mean, he stole money from the Pistons. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm talking about Joe Harris stole money yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah. 
wide open threes. Can't He's, hit a he thing. He was terrible. Could, this entire series, he was could, terrible. Couldn't hit a thing. Like, couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. He was awful. Yeah. And then Harden played a little bit better in game seven. But still, I just thought all those minutes, that wear and tear on the body. And KD was playing upwards of 40 minutes yeah. every night, mm-hmm. in and out. And I get it. It's playoff basketball. It's, you got to do what you got to right. do. But the Bucks had consistency from all of their players for the most part. Giannis consistently doing his thing. Middleton. Middleton. Even Drew Holiday, Holiday. was step, yeah, stepping up. And he didn't even have a great game, but he stepped up. There's a player that consistently killed the Nets from the three-point line, nevertheless. Lopez. Yes. Um, Brooke, behind the arc. Brooke Lopez was killing out there. From from the corners in, in the top of the key, he was killing them from three. Like, especially when, when Brooklyn had a little bit of momentum going, all they did kick out. Yep. Why? And the thing it's is, like, they, they were leaving him open because he's a big man, right. so they didn't think he could hit him. And, and lo and he, he was knocking him down. Ultimately, what do you think, injuries aside, was the demise of the Nets? It was the injuries. I mean, honestly, and coaching, honestly. And, and, can, that's can we I start say, there? In, injuries aside, yeah. take away injuries because we both agree that mm. had Kyrie and Harden, or even just, to me, even just Kyrie been healthy, oh, that's and, a, they're and, win. and Harden still be hobbled, I think they win the series. Nets win that series. In for six. Sure. Um, but... If if I'm looking at what really derailed this Nets team, A is Joe Harris. He was horrible. And I mean okay. terrible. Okay. He was terrible. I, I didn't expect oh, no, that I from agree. him at all. I agree. He was horrible. Another thing is Steve Nash. He he was just really, really bad at making adjustments in game. What adjustments? I think I think in, out of all the series, this was the worst coached series. Bud was oh. horrible. <laughs> we said that. Steve Nash was horrible. Horrible. Even, even worse. Yeah, he was he, even he, worse. He was even worse. Both of them were just terrible. I mean, they, it was a terribly coached series. It really was. And the funniest thing is I remember on the last podcast, we were talking about how bad the coaching has been. You said it's been horrible. And I said that Bud made worse decisions than Nash. And yeah. Nash just didn't make any. Right. But we saw in game six and game seven, Bud actually made some adjustments. Mm-hmm. They weren't crazy, but he made some. Right. And Nash made none. Right. The entire series. He really just hoped that KD would win them the game, and he did he for did. the most part. <laughs> game six, he won the game for him. Game seven, it came down to KD's uh, big toe on the line, so which was tough. <laughs> that that really hurt because I wanted that to be That's a three be a game so winner. bad. I wanted that to be a three so bad, but you could tell he was gassed. Yeah, I mean he airballed. He, no the, he, he airballed the final shot. Right. Like that's not KD's bag. Come Ever. On. That, yeah, we know that. And Giannis was playing very aggressive that last mm. game. No threes. No threes. Straight to the paint, getting it done, hit hit some of his free throws. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it just seemed like the Bucks were more prepared to withstand a run than Brooklyn was. Brooklyn yeah. Brooklyn didn't make any adjustments. They didn't. It, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. And they in their mind, I'm sure the coaching point was like, look, we know Kevin Durant is going to get his. Nobody else can be effective. Just contain the rest. Yeah. And that that and, was the game plan, honestly. And we seen how Jeff Green had hit seven of eight mm-hmm. threes in that game five. Yeah. What are you doing game six and game seven? Nothing. Quiet. Yeah. Very, very, quiet. very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. I was like, I knew that was an outlier. There's no way that he could keep up right. that productivity. Because I mean, I mean, that's tough. That's that's tough for anyone to go seven of eight. But like you said, I'm not expecting Joe Harris to just be god awful. He was terrible. God awful. And I did want a little more from Jeff Green. I think Blake played a solid game. Blake played good. Yeah, even even Harden somehow managed to come away with 15? 20. Yeah, 15, I think he had 21. Did he? Maybe. Okay, yeah. I think in game seven, I, yeah. I want to say he had maybe 21 or okay. close to it. Yeah. 
But yeah, Joe Harris, awful. He was terrible. Um, the oh role player is awful, leaving Brooke Lopez open for all those threes. Yeah. And just no adjustments. Just, just no defensive adjustments. And I really think that Kyrie saying at the beginning of the season, it doesn't matter what coach we have. Like, we have the talent. Like, we can kind of coach ourselves. Coaching matters. If they had a better coach, I think they win that series. Coaching matters. Even with just KD. Literally, somebody to just make adjustments. Right. Somebody to – I don't think Harden should have got all those minutes in game six or seven. I do. He played upward, especially in game six. He played – even in game five where he was, to well, me, ineffective. Game six, I feel like he needed rest. There To me, there was no way that the Nets were winning that game regardless. I but, think – I think to your Harden point – James Harden was on the court for a reason. And this goes back to what I said last pod was he was the one to take bringing the ball up the court from KD and setting them in their sets. Once once James Harden could do that, that's all he could do because he couldn't shoot nothing. He wasn't making no threes. And that's why I'm he saying. couldn't drive, but he was he was putting guys in position to make plays. In the pick and the high pick and roll game, he was he was able to dish. And you know, that that kind of took stress off off of KD. But then again, he also set KD up for, you know, Getting, getting off screens and things like that. So James Harden had a he had a role and it set KD up for his success. And I understand his role, but if you look at it, was I guess the turnout good enough? Because he's setting people up for shots. They're not knocking them okay, down. Okay, what's, what's the alternative? They're, they're no, I'm saying they're not knocking them down. Right. And then on defense, oh, he's people, a liability. He's he's yeah. he was a huge liability because yeah. he can't move laterally. Right. So I just feel like in my mind, I, I get what you're saying as far as setting up plays, but if Joe Harris can't make anything wide open, Jeff Green had a rough night as yeah. well. Like, um, they just couldn't hit any shots right. aside, aside from KD. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, like we said, had a solid game, but aside from KD, nobody was hitting shots. So he's setting them up. They're not knocking them down. Right. It's, it's wasted trips. And then on defense, he's getting cooked right. because they're blowing right by him. So, I mean, I just think it's tough. And like you said, even with his jump shot, he made a few, he made a few in game seven. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't elevate. Still. Yeah, he couldn't run. We seen he had a fast break. He slowed it down. Could couldn't make it up the court, but so fast. So, I mean, it's just it's tough, man. It's really tough because I definitely wanted to see this Nets team um, in the finals. But hey, it is what it is. On to the other side. Hawks stunned the 76ers. I definitely have Philly advancing. I think I did you too. have Philly advancing too. Yep. And the Hawks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. What can we take away from the 76ers collapse? Um, ben Simmons is gone. That's what we can take away. And I would say this, and I want to flip it on, on the Hawks, with a rough night with, with Trey Young. Trey Young did not. I, I, I want to say he shot five for yeah. 23. He was terrible. He Awful. Was, he, was, he was terrible, and he, you know, he said after the game that his shoulder and his, his hand has been giving him issues, and which is why he couldn't really shoot the ball. But you let Kevin Herter. Shout out to Maryland. Bro, he's a ginger. He's like yeah. Andy Dalton <laughs> yeah. out there. He is Andy Dalton. Bro, cooking Seth Curry. What do you have, 27? Cooking Seth yeah. Curry. And after the game, he was talking big boy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, yo, I just came out here. I did my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you need me to do? I, I told Coach, you, you say get him, I got him. That's basically what he said. He bodied him. Bro, I was like, yo, Seth, what's happening? <laughs> help, somebody help him. You giving me a bad name. What is going on out there? He was torturing Bro, where did that come from? I don't know. But seriously, how much blame do you give Doc Rivers for this? How are you going to blame Doc Rivers? Because as bad as I don't like bringing this up, this is a pattern for him. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with this series. 
because this series, you look at the pattern, what what happened. Joe Embiid struggled in the fourth quarter in both Game Six and Game Seven. I do. You look at Ben Simmons shooting thirty four percent from the field. I also, I also, look, field I also hmm. look at the big leads that they've let go. They've let go two two big leads this series because alone. they could knock down any shots. Their guys weren't scoring the basketball. What else do you want? But I, I'm also saying, like Herder, make let's make an adjustment. Let's call let's call a timeout. Get somebody else on him. Put Tobias on him. Put Ben Simmons on him. Trey Trey Young is having the worst game of this postseason. Right. And they have Ben Simmons on Trey. Like, put somebody else on him. Like Seth was getting torched. Yes, he was. Torched. But like, and, I see, I, I and, can't go and, there right and, now. Well, the thing is, I'm not giving I'm not giving all the blame on Doc Rivers. I'm not even giving all the blame on Ben Simmons, who played awful, by the way. He was terrible. Ben Simmons went under the gold, had an open dunk and just passed it. And kicked it out. And they ended up making one free throw out of this. And Joel Embiid said, I think that was the turning point in the game. But not only that, Joel Embiid struggled in the fourth quarter. He did. Ben Simmons shot 34% from the free throw line. Worst free throw percentage in postseason history. Tobias Harris had a double-double, but he wasn't great in that game. No. So your top three guys weren't even dominating. So that that was the issue. Nobody's stepping up when they're getting paid the money, the big bucks. You look at the Hawks. Trey had a bad night. Who stepped up? John Collins. Herder, I mean, Gallo stepped up. Yeah. I mean, these guys are balling. I mean, what do you want? Bonjanovic came back from injury. His, his knee I'm about was about to say, Bo- yeah, Bogey didn't even have that great of a and, game. And, but he still put up he, points he where he needed to. He did. And that's the thing. Like, the Hawks stars outplayed the Sixers stars. And, I, you know, this is why I can't blame Doc because Doc, Doc is, you know, is on the sideline. There's clearly plays where they were open to, to make point their score, and they didn't. Joe Embiid turned the ball over. What, he had eight turnovers the last three games? Yep. Like, I, I don't know. Tobias Harris turned the ball over. Ben Simmons can't shoot, so you backing off him at the three-point line. He's not doing anything. He's not effective. So, when your three stars are not able to generate and you're you're relying on guys like, you know, Curry and and Thibel and these guys, I mean, Shake Milton and these type of Why, guys. What? And and here's another. Th- I think some of the rotations I had a little. So I will about. agree with you with that. Some of the rota- I didn't like. I didn't love this rotation. I, I, did not, I, didn't, I did not like some of the rotations. I don't think Dwight Howard needs all those minutes in a no, game. No, he does not. I don't think Thibault needs all those minutes in a game. Seven. I, I mean, uh, Milton. Right. I don't think Milton needs all those minutes in a game seven either. To your du- to your like, Dwight Howard point, the reason I believe the reason why Dwight was playing because I mean Embiid had a torn meniscus. Yeah, he you did. can't you can't I, you can't leave him out there. I know. I I get I get it. I get it, but I just think some of the lineups he had too many, let's say, subs in at once, as in a lineup. Yeah, so, and this is where the Hawks would make right. their runs. So these, like, Corkmiss can't be on the court. Shake Milton can't be on the court. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the, these guys cannot be on the court, especially not together. Right. Like you, what are you doing? You're giving up offense and defense. Exactly. So exactly. I think some of the some of the lineups is where I kind of lean the on coaching, got, and the chemistry's off. And yeah. even when. I'm not just saying when players miss shots. Coach can't do anything right. about that. You missing shots, you missing shots. If you're not taking shots, Ben Simmons, yes. you're just not taking shots. But even some of the offensive setups, the ball like it got stagnant at times, and there weren't really plays. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, one thing I did notice about him, he has like a nice little mid-range jump yes. shot around the free throw line. He had like three straight of those. And I was like, yo, he has like a nice little mid-range. But other than that, it's a lot of iso ball, and the offense looking like they're a little confusing on defense. They're getting hit with easy, like, backdoor screens and just, like, pick and rolls at the top of the key. And it's like, yo, like, where's the where's the talk at? Like, both defensive players end up going with the guy screening, leaving the guy with the ball wide open. It's like, yo, what are you doing? So I just think things like that, I don't know if they're more mental mistakes or more coaching mistakes. I mean, when you're, when you're directing that much 
attention to Trey Young. Those things are going to happen, but a veteran team like the Sixers should not be in shape like that. It, and, and that's, that's, and that's, that's what we're going to agree. Saying, it looked like this was their first playoff right, series right. together. Like these guys just started playing together like this month. This is what year three of those that's guys. What, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. The, like bust the process, right. not trust the process, bust the process. Which is like, why I think Ben Simmons is gone. I agree. And I, I remember telling you a couple pods ago, that the Sixers will never win a, a, a championship while Ben Simmons is the point guard. And you disagree with me. I'm sure you agree now, though. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, to me, one, he's a huge point guard. Yes. So, to me, I don't think he's a point Six guard. 6'10", I mean. And to me, I don't think he's a point guard. But he can't shoot, so I can't just say he's like a stretch four. But he's he's like the size of a power forward. Right. He's, he's a big guy. But he, he has some work to do this offseason. In all honesty, like, let's call it spade a spade. He has some work. Like, he's been humble. Yeah. He has been humble. And exposed, really. Uh, exposed badly. And to me, it seems more mental than anything. It's not the fact that you're missing. You're not taking. attempting shots. You're not even taking them. You're not. You had a dunk, and you didn't even try. Like, you kicked it out for no reason. Yeah. And it's like, the game before, I know he missed a dunk. I think, I want to say he took six shots. Mm-hmm. He took six shots, four shots, then five shots. It's like. But all those shots were around the rim. Exactly. Like five feet from the I rim. I don't think he scored a point outside of the paint. No, outside of five feet, he has not scored. And it, and that's not even just a series. I think that's the pl- the postseason. Yeah. That's troubling. Yes. You have some work to do this offseason. Like, you do. Yeah. Like, it, you have to work on your jump shot. You have to build your confidence back. And I don't think it'll be in Philly because Philly fans are ruthless. Yeah. He's gone. I mean, honestly, I'm going to give the Philly fans the benefit of the doubt here because – They've been putting up with this for the last since since he's been there, not shooting the basketball, and they've tried to be with him throughout this entire process. But this was the last straw. And I I agree because I feel like this year they actually felt like that they had their chance. Yes, they this was like their window. This this was really their window because I mean let's look at next year. If Brooklyn's healthy, it's Brooklyn. You're gonna have to deal with Brooklyn again. You're yeah, still gonna be a uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean like the, the, the looks the Hawks the, the Hawks are here. The Hornets they, are they, gonna be there. It's like, like the Hawks are only gonna get better. <laughs> right. So it's like yeah, I think his time in Philly's up, and I just hope for the best for him. I mean. Good luck, Rich Paul, getting him to a new destination right. and getting the money that he wants because I think he would have demanded big money maybe two years ago. Who? Ben Simmons. He's under contract. He doesn't well, need a new contract. I, well, I'm, I'm saying like as far – well, yeah, you're right. He, yeah, he's under contract, but he has a, he has a nice contract too. Yeah, he has I'm four saying. years left though. Yeah. Over but, 137 mil left yeah, on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Good amount of money. Right. Good Good luck, Rich Paul. Get, good luck, Rich Paul, getting somebody to be like, yeah, we'll take that. And here's the thing, right? I feel like there are there is going to be a team that be like, okay, we can help him, we can help develop him, or we can help him shoot, you know, shooting wise and things like that. But the compensation the Sixers think they're going to get back for Ben Simmons, they're not going to get back. And that's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying good luck to Rich Paul because I think that people have seen like yo. And he's definitely not worth what y'all are going to ask for. Exactly. He's not worth it at Everybody's all. watching the playoffs like we were. Yeah. Every team was. And, and, and when you have a bad. player. He looked bad. That won't even attempt to shoot. That is very, very troubling. Even at 25, that is very, very troubling. Yeah. It, that's going to be rough. The Clippers, man, defeated the Jazz when we both picked the Jazz after we learned that Kawhi Leonard went out. Mm-hmm. And me and you talked about this off power for a while. But Paul George, man, really stepped up. Yeah. Really, really stepped up. So kudos to playoff P, yep. not pandemic P. <laughs> and me and you had a uh, off mic discussion, but I just wanted to bring it to the pod. Mm-hmm. I said that Paul George is exceeding expectations right now, and you said that he's doing what you thought he should have been doing. Right. Correct. Right. 
And I think our disagreement was just that I look at him to a lower standard than right. you do. I have him at a higher standard because of the assets, mm-hmm. the, the player that people are, are putting him as, the perennial all-star he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all they had to give up. I mean, look at the package that the Clippers had to send to OKC for Paul George. He should be better than who he is. Like, the way he's playing now is how he should have been playing the entire time. And that's why I think, you know, the differential between what we're thinking mm-hmm. is where, because I'm looking at it because, from a front office point of view, too. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, hold on. You're giving up everything for this guy. You cleared out the cupboard, all your assets. You cleared out the cupboard for this guy. And he's coming in. And he's not even really performing. Like, Kawhi is carrying you. And for, for, for Paul George to now turn it on is, is it, I think it's even more of an indictment because I'm just like, you could have been doing this. And that's what I think everybody's kind of viewing. Like, all right, if you can do this now, why are you, why haven't you been doing this the entire time you've been with the Clippers? So I think that's where we're different. And I, yeah, I guess my reason was because for me, I think he's doing more now because he doesn't have that person who's better than him on his team to kind of defer to and not even defer to, but just like, I don't want to step out of my role because I know that you're the guy I'm supposed to be your Robin to Kawhi's Batman. Like you said, Kawhi Batman, mm-hmm. he's Robin. Now I feel like now he feels like, all right, I'm Batman. So now I'm going to have to do all this extra right. stuff to dominate. And the analogy I gave you before then was he wasn't even Robert. He was Alfred. Like he, he was like, you know, he, he was Lucius Fox at that point in time. And, it, and, and it, now he's Robin. And yeah. And the thing is, I agree with you. I would agree with you last postseason. I just think, I just Ooh. think, to me, I just think this no, we, postseason. Look, look, we're, I just we already talked about this, the Dallas series. I just think this postseason, Paul George has hooped. Okay. He's literally hooped. He's hooped his way out of pandemic P. This was literally all I care. This is literally all I was trying to make a point of. That he's hooped his way out of pandemic P this postseason. We're going to agree on this. He's playing so much better now than he was even in the Dallas series. Like, the, the drop-off between the Dallas series and this series is tr- tremendous. Like, even when Kawhi was in the lineup, the, the, he's playing no, and, tremendously and the is, better. The thing is, I agree I agree with that statement, but yeah. where me and you disagree is you thought he was playing bad. He was Alfred. You thought he was playing bad in the Dallas series. I just thought he was playing average. He, he was I Alfred. Thought, I thought he was just playing average He, he was basketball. Lucius Fox in like, the Dallas series. He, was still, he can't he be was, that. You need to be Robin. Like, he, yeah, he was. I mean, but... Rob Robin's like eh, Robin, not special. Like, yeah, but he's better. Than, he, look, he's Robin, at least at least special. his part. <laughs> Robin's participating. No, he, no, he not Robin. I'm sorry. Lucius <laughs> Fox and, and Alfred weren't doing anything. Like, but tell him about look, Batman. This like, is what they are. Yeah. Like, this is what they are. <laughs> That's not what I don't know, man. We, we're gonna de- we're gonna agree to disagree. To disagree. We'll just agree to disagree. I think I just hold him to a higher standard. You that, don't. That, that's so all, that's, that's what a, it is. That's all it is. He's yeah. he's not in my top tier level. He's literally the next tier down. Okay. Like like I said, like I don't think he's a top 15 player. So right. it is what it is. But we can go ahead and look at this series against the Suns. They are already down 1-0 to the Suns. Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard both out again tonight, game two. One, who wins game two? And two, how do you see the series turning out? I think Phoenix is going to take game two. Yep. Um, I, I just think that the combination of 
uh, Devin Booker, Aiden, Bridges, and those guys, Cam Johnson, Crowder even. Yep. I just feel like they have too much. And they, the thing about Phoenix, they were all for an entire week. So, like, I mean, they've been practicing and things like that, but they haven't been playing in the game. So, yep. they even even last game, you could tell early in the game, they were just trying to get themselves back in the groove of playing with each other. I look at that as being well-rested. And when I tell you that – you know, in the second half, something clicked because you saw Cam Johnson hitting from three. Mikael Bridges slashing to the yep. basket and hitting threes. Uh, even Jay Crowder shooting three. I mean, these guys, Aiden had 20 points. I think he had a double-double. Right. Like, it's one of these things where once this team is hitting off all cylinders, I don't think that the Clippers have enough. And I, I if honestly, if Chris Paul ever comes back, like, soon, <laughs> hopefully, this game two is not back does. yet, it's going to be too much. Oh, no. It's too much now, but it's, it's definitely going to be too much like, when Chris Paul gets back. And it's crazy because I agree with you because, one, I've seen the Clippers. I think that they've actually elevated their game, everybody. They've all stepped up. Yeah. Reggie Jackson has been stepping up. Playing he's been some, playing great. He's playing some great basketball. Yeah. Um, Paul George, like we said, mm-hmm. has been excellent. Like, they've been playing really good defense, and they've been staying in the game with teams for the most part. Yeah. Um, like how how they hung around with Utah before mm-hmm. they ultimately beat them. Yeah, I, they hung around with Phoenix too for a while, like heading like late into the third, early in the fourth. But then Phoenix just started to pull away, and I think Phoenix is one of those teams that's not gonna let you hang around. Like I know you can hang around like as you as you're the Clippers, but Phoenix is a team to me that knows how to close. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. teams so far, um, at least as far as even Dallas and Utah, I feel like they have like mental breakdowns and lapses where they go at out points, and that just allows the Clippers to rally back. The Suns don't have that. I don't think they have that. And not for nothing, playing in Phoenix looks looks scary. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all seen those fans, but they about that action. <laughs> yo, Suns in four. Yeah. <laughs> yo, they're letting people know. Yeah. And they had another fight after the game, That's too. why I said it again. <laughs> dude, dude knocked them out, slammed them, then threw them across the floor. Suns in four. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for the Suns, I mean, obviously that's my team, but I think for the Suns, number one, they're well coached. Monty Williams is doing a phenomenal job yep. uh, coaching that young team. And two, the young guys that are really stepping up to the plate, Mikel, you know, you know, Book, we already knew Book was going to do his, but Mikel and Aiden and Crowder. And Crowder oh, no, Crowder's not young, but, you know, Cam Johnson and those guys, like this team is just – they're playing very, very well. Torrey Craig coming off the bench. I mean, these guys, the nucleus of this team, the, the guys that are the role players of this team, they're just playing really, really well, whether it's a high screen and roll or it's, a, you know, Devin Booker uh, driving to the basket, kicking out for three. I mean, playing defense, even defending Paul George, I feel like they did a pretty good job for what they could do. And, you know, I just rebounding the ball. It, it, you know, Aiden has the glass right now. I mean, I don't they're, think – They're I don't, good basketball. I don't team. think Zubak is touching Aiden right now. I will say this. The thing that gives me cause to pause a little bit when Aiden's off the floor is Sarich on Boogie Cousins. I don't like that matchup at all. But I'm not going to lie. Boogie was in his bag for he a was. little bit. He had that mean dunk. He had like 11 he, points. Had, I was like, that, yo. Yeah, he never does that anymore. But he had that that one dunk. He dunked on he, Sarge. He dunked on Sarge. Yeah. Tried to push him down and yeah. everything. Sarge was already falling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he tried to give him a little extra. Yeah, I, I don't like that matchup at all. But I feel like in general... Right now, you have a Paul George who's scoring the ball really, really well, and then you have a young Devin Booker who's scoring the ball very, very well. It's going to come down to turnovers. It really is in this series, especially when Chris Paul is not on the floor. Like, he's not even on the bench. He's watching from home like the rest of us. Yeah. But the leadership aspect of Chris Paul is no longer 
on the sideline of the Suns right now. It's Monty Williams, of course, and we know how Monty Williams is going to coach this. But when I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns, I think that all the conversations and, and all, all the talks that Chris Paul has rolled on them all year about is coming to dividends now that he's not on the floor with them. And I think that Devin's kind of seeing that, you know, Crowder's bringing the guys along as well yeah. as another veteran yep. presence. But you look at this team on the on the floor and you're seeing that it's a well-coached team, a well-oiled machine, but they're very efficient. And I think that's what's killing teams is how efficient they are. And from, from the mid-range – especially from three, especially they're very, very efficient. Nah, like I, I think that the Suns right now are playing the best basketball remaining in the playoffs. Agreed. All right, man, going to throw some rapid fire NBA questions to you real quick. Got to have some quick answers. Did we overrate the Jazz this season? No, I mean, they had, look, they, they had an injured Donovan Mitchell. I mean, what do, what do you want? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. I, I don't think, well, I don't think I overrated them because mm-hmm. I've literally been consistent. Saying, I didn't think they were going to win the title, but oh, no, I thought they were at least going to get to the, the Western Conference Finals. I, I didn't I didn't think they would make it to the Western Conference Finals okay. if Kawhi Leonard was healthy. I definitely didn't think they would make, make it without him. Right. I mean, I definitely thought they would have beat the Clippers without Kawhi. Yeah. But to me, they are who I thought they originally were. Great regular season team. Um, don't make mistakes, but aside from Donovan Mitchell, they don't have somebody that can literally go get thing. you a bucket. They have Jordan, nobody. Yeah, Clarkson can come off the bench and get you points, but other than that, you don't have anybody that can go get you a bucket who can create their own shot. Nobody. Even. Yep. Like, and they, and they just don't have it. And I think that the Clippers have better players who are individually mm-hmm. talented. And they have better athletes. Yeah, better at, and better yeah. athletes. So that was enough to overcome the Utah Jazz. Right. All right, do the Sixers. They have to move. Ben Simmons this offseason. We already said yes. Yeah. Yes, where? <laughs> um, that that's interesting. I know uh Portland's being thrown around for CJ McCollum. Um, that's really interesting. I know the Timberwolves. I don't, I don't know if I like that actually. I know the Timberwolves yep. is kind of a interesting with a two, Atlanta a, spot. A two pack trade with D Rush yeah. and uh I forgot the other yeah. player, but yeah. That that's really interesting. Um we're gonna see. I, I feel like, you know, there's there's definitely options out there to for sure to get some value back. But I think I like the Blazers. You like the Blazers? I like the Blazers trade a lot. Getting McCollum back, um, you're still going to need a point guard. Yeah. But you're going to need – you get McCollum back who's to score another shooter um, alongside Seth Curry. And then you also have Embiid and, and Tobias. So, yeah, that might be okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to think on that one. I really don't know where I like Ben Simmons at right now. I'll have to think on that. I'll get back to it next week. Did KD prove that he was the best player in basketball? Yeah, I mean, he's been the best player in the world for me. Yeah, for I, about say, I, I, think, I about to say, I think he's been the best player for the last few years yeah. now. But it's just funny to me, only because in KD's loss, everybody's praising him for how great he is. And I just found it a little funny because I feel like had Brooklyn won, I feel like there would have been a lot of talk on Giannis not being able mm-hmm. to get his team. So I thought that double standard was a little weird, but I I also think that KD's the best. Honestly, player in basketball. I don't think people have really. And I say this in all honesty, the way people started to revere KD at the end of the game, people that have hated on him, had called him cupcake, and have told him that he, you know, he he's always on a championship yeah, team or whatever, teams, yeah. or whatever. And he takes the easy way out. Blah, and blah, blah. I think he opened up a lot of eyes because I don't think people actually realize how great he is. Even when he was on Golden State, he was the best player on the floor. When he was on OKC, he was the best player on the floor. To me, he's always been the best player on the and floor. And that, that, this this is the thing that, you know, people need to understand. He's not only the greatest scorer that we've probably ever seen in the league, but he's also probably one that – he is the best player in the league right now. Yeah. 
because you can't stop him. You seven foot, seven three wingspan. Pull from the logo. Can pull from logo. Play can dribble like a guard. Plays strapped up defense. He's an excellent he, he, defender. He gets blocks and everything. Yeah. Like he plays defense. He played complete games throughout this entire series. He's finally getting his credit. I do. I do want to give Giannis his flowers. Yeah. I think I think Gian, I think Giannis had a great series. I think he's had an excellent postseason. Yes. I feel like people always say that. Other than so, other than airballing the free throws, I feel like I feel like and getting ten second violations yeah. grow up. But I feel like I feel like although people don't give him his credit because they say he's so one dimensional, mm-hmm. I think that he's played exceptional basketball this postseason. So I just wanted to give him his flowers. I think he's played well. I think his team. I mean Middleton, honestly, Middleton was the re- he was the closer. Yeah, he's yeah he's he is the closer, and I think I think they should be just fine with yeah. that. Like Giannis, that's not his game. Yeah, he's but just not I, that. Yeah, he 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 can't create like that. Right. Like, he can get to the basket, but he can't like create the jumper. And like he's not that. gonna shoot. Yeah. So yeah, no. Nah, and I'll take that. And finally, speaking of, speaking of the Bucks, how can the Hawks win this series? And give me a series prediction. I think it's a sweep or a gentleman sweep. It's gonna I, be a gentleman sweep. I, I got yeah, it in five. I, yeah, I, th- I think it's a gentleman sweep. But yeah. do you think the Hawks have any chance? No. I really don't think they're gonna no. win. I personally don't think they'll win a game, but I'm gonna. It's a bad matchup for I'm, them. It, it's a really, really bad matchup. Not big enough. No. I I don't know who's gonna guard Giannis. Yeah. It's not gonna be Capella. No. I hope not. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah, Gen- gentlemen sweep. Some quick takes, man. Before we get out of here, Tom Brady went on the shop and said one of the teams wasn't interested in him in the end, and he said, "I thought to myself, you're really gonna stick with that guy? Let's speculate." This is always fun. Who is he talking about? 49ers. <laughs> we already know he don't like Jimmy G. And he's from California, so I'm sure he, he called he, out there. He, he is from California. He is from California. I'm sure he called out there. He's like, you know, his agent was kind of fishing. He's like, you're not interested in and me? The, really? And the thing, but you're going to stick with this dude? The, like The only team I could really pull, because I was trying to think about the teams that were actually interested in him before yeah. um, the season started. And the only, yeah, the only team that I could really pull was the 49ers, mm. only because... With the Patriots, they didn't really have like a a selected starter. Right. Like Cam Newton came in after the fact, so it was like, right. yeah, Jimmy G is the only one. So take that, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, we just won a Super Bowl. It's just funny that Tom Brady says it. That he's not. He's not gonna say a name. He won't do that. But yeah, selecting anybody, not Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes over Tom Brady is, you know, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. Yeah. Like you should probably rethink that. Agreed. Three of the four coaches left in the playoffs are black. Salute. <laughs> Salute. For the coach. Unfortunately, is I don't think I think one of them will be eliminated after this round. It's gonna be Nate McMillan. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> I'm sorry, Hawks, but you are out of yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA draft lottery tonight, man. Who desperately needs the number one pick the most? It's the Houston Rockets. I mean, you you had what probably the worst offseason of any team. Um, as far as Yeah, you might be right. All the dra- all the drama going on. Uh, the play, the trade with uh, getting John Wall there. I mean, you cut Boogie Cousins. I mean, they, they you were, had to trade were, James Harden. They were awful. And they your were. coach was on like an interview, basically crying. Like y'all had a <laughs> terrible off season, and I mean terrible. And y'all need this number one pick. At one point, they had lost like I think fourteen yeah, straight 14 games straight. or something like that. They, and and that's when the coach was crying yeah. on in his interview. <laughs> He just he was so frustrated. He didn't know have nothing to do. The James Harden thing was looming over him too. It was just bad. Oh, man, yeah. I was yeah. I was I was gonna say them or the Thunder, but I also think the Thunder have they have enough so, assets yeah, for everybody. I feel like they have enough <laughs> assets right now for everybody. So I don't think the number one pick is like not having it will hurt them because they have assets for years yeah. to come. So I think they're pretty much set. Yeah, if not the Rockets, um, hmm. if not the Rockets. 
I would say I would like to have the Warriors to have a, a redo. Uh, 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 I would say I need them to have a number one pick. They had a number two pick last year. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them have a number one pick. And I'm really, really just hoping that Clay comes back healthy because I think that with that number one pick or a lot of yeah a lottery pick per se with a Clay Wiseman from last year, I think they can go to West Conference Finals next year. Fully healthy. Yep. I, re- I really, I really like their chances. Especially if you pair somebody like a Kate Cunningham with a Steph and oh, a Clay. Oh my goodness, from OK State. Yeah, boy. That's or what Suggs I'm, that's what I'm with Steph and Clay. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's crazy, bro. Suggs <laughs> out there, a dog <laughs> with Steph and Clay. Oh man, now, that's what I'm saying, man. So I, I would like to see the Warriors get it. Um, yeah, not sure who's going. I'll be tuned in tonight, right before the game. Yep. That comes on right before the Suns mm-hmm. game. So. Yeah, we'll be we'll be on the lookout for that. And before we get out of here, man, Carl Nassib comes out as the first openly gay player in the NFL for the Las Vegas Raiders. So salute to him. I see that he's donating money to uh, one of those organizations yeah. out there that goes like suicide mm-hmm. prevention and all that. So that's very, very good for him. And that's all I got, man. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. A lot of good playoff basketball we got this week as the conference finals are now underway. Chris Paul, please get rid of COVID. Bounce back. Healthy and quick. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if you're coming back, but they're going to need you because I don't think the Suns are for play play. I know you see their fans, Suns in four, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, man, everybody, please, please, please stay safe out here in these streets. It's getting nasty out here. I see people not even wearing no masks no more. People are Wash outside. Wash their hands. Get vaccinated. But yeah, get, please get vaccinated. Please, if you haven't but, already. But nah, man, for real. We appreciate all y'all, you know, supporting our podcast. Um, we also want to say, please support us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a review for us. We will shout you out on the show if we get those. Uh, also, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platform you listen to us on. Thank you for supporting us. We're out. Yep, and it's a big week ahead, and I'm about to eat, so I'm going to let Michael Buffer take it from here. Uh, let's get ready to